1: Thank you for joining us on the shrink think podcast. Mustard here. If you don't know me yet, I'm the person behind the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, which is part of the Psych Craft Network of Podcasts. And I'm so proud to be a part of this network along with Aaron and Nathan of the Shrink Think Podcast and the great work they're doing to help people in their journeys. And if you haven't discovered the therapy show with Lisa Mustard, you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I'd love for you to join me as I interview seasoned and knowledgeable talk therapists to glean valuable insights, techniques, and tools that you can apply to your practice and your life. Plus, some of my episodes qualify for continuing education contact hours. So be sure to check it all out over at lisamustard.com for all my episodes. Plus, you can get your first continuing education contact hour for free. That's lisamustard.com.
0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. We are live here in Las Vegas. I guess when you're listening to it, it's not going to be live, but we are recording live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Nathan and I are here with an exciting episode with some awesome guys. We have been here for the last what has it been like thirty six hours, forty eight hours, or so? In eight days. It, be, it feels like it feels, eight days. <laughs> it feels like it's been eight days in a day and a half. This is we're only halfway through, but we've been having a great time co-working alongside each other, helping each other with some of the ideas and business goals that we've got. And so we want to talk today about being men. I guess the episode is going to be called something like on being men, but we're going to, we're all therapists. We're all group practice owners. We've got some like business mindset here. And uh, I just think it's a really interesting dynamic to have a bunch of guys getting together who are intelligent emotionally aware driven but also really honest and great at connecting and and then there's nathan (laughs) also who's just a good joke teller (laughs) and photo taker um so yeah we're gonna talk today about um what it's like being guys and we'll see where the conversation goes we've got a few questions that we'll talk through and hopefully all Kinds of rabbit trails will happen, and who and we'll just discover things together while we're talking. So, we're going to go around the table here, and I'll have each person introduce yourself. So, Uriah, let's get started. I'm Uriah Guilford from Santa
2: Rosa, California, and I am a marriage and family therapist and the owner of Intune Family Counseling, as well as productive therapist, virtual assistant business for therapists in private practice.
3: And I'm Ernesto Segismundo. So I'm also a licensed virgin family therapist, but I retired. I'm, old, I'm retired over two years now. I own a group practice called CAV Family Therapy, and I own CAV Academy, which is we provide CEs and retreats and summits for the mental health community.
4: And I'm Connor McClenahan, and I am a psychologist, and I practice out of Los Angeles. Um, I'm a group practice owner, and I also am a man.
1: Uh, Yes Yes. I'm so happy You're a man Nathan you've got A lot to live up to (laughs) (laughs) I hope I can make it And we are actually At Ernesto's um, We are actually At Ernesto's house Right now In Las
3: Vegas And how recently Did you move here Because you moved here From where Um, Southern California So I moved out here It's been about What Five months Since I've been here And just got up And left Southern California Like Many of the transplants here in Las Vegas, we are infiltrating California. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Las Vegas (laughs) from California. Was it just the business that brought you? Yeah, you know, it was it was the business. The this idea of hosting retreats in my own homes. I'm also a property investor, and I'm going into that direction for 2023 a little bit more, putting the foot at the gas pedal. And just providing spaces for the mental health community to host their own retreats and also host my own retreats here. So So what has it been like for
0: you? I mean, this is like your kind of brainchild to have therapists retreats here. This is kind of one of your first ones that you're doing. And it just happens to be a group of guys. So what has that been in terms of like your expectations, both for retreats and also what have you gotten out of it
3: as a dude yourself? Dude, I'm telling you, I think, well, the topic here is somewhat in the area of vulnerability and self-care and you know maybe a, a sprinkle of entrepreneurship, right? <clears throat> so like all of us here at the table, we have multiple businesses and we carry a lot. We carry our, our employees, our independent contractors, our supervisees. And now for me though, I'm carrying the mental health community. And for a long time I wanted to provide a space for them to have a retreat because Let's just face it. I'm going to just say this out loud. Okay, guys. (laughs) Therapists suck at (laughs) self-care, right? And especially men in general, we carry a lot on our shoulders and um, we don't reach out. We don't talk about self-care. We don't talk about being vulnerable. Uh, We don't talk about that. But having you guys here changes the tone of the way that I view what I'm doing. And uh, for those of you who follow me on social media, I've been very open about my depression, especially now in uh, Vegas, it's cloudy and it's cold. And so I had to be very, very mindful of my own process and just having and hearing not only your triumphs and also your struggles though (laughs) in life and in your businesses really is encouraging for me. So in, in a roundabout way, being... An entrepreneur with multiple businesses and carrying a lot of folks on your shoulder, per se, it gets to you, right? And what you see on social media being posted by successful entrepreneurs and clinicians, those are catered. You may not see the reality that sometimes they're sitting in front of Netflix and going, what the heck am I doing? And what is this emotion? What is this all this anxiety? But it comes with the territory when you try to build an empire, Yeah, you guys might have seen
0: if you if you go back when you're listening to this episode and check out some of our Instagram posts, you'll see we've been on hikes and we've been at dinner and we've got smiles on our faces. But the rest of the time we've been just going through the Kleenex boxes crying together, <laughs> just with ours holding each other, because it's been just this pain filled experience Walking of down the Vegas of trip. Vulnerability.
3: Especially when the blackjack dealers
0: just <laughs> oh, cleaning our clock <laughs> in like five minutes. Humble. Double down. We suck at self-care and apparently we suck at blackjack so. <laughs> Well, speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It was just us. Oh my god. What about you guys, the rest of you guys? uh, Do you agree with what Ernesto is saying about about therapists not being great at Mm self-care? Yeah, you and I were just talking about this earlier,
2: Aaron, about how, and maybe it's not a therapist thing, it might be a human thing, but it seems like we're all good at giving advice and guidance and counsel, but then sometimes we are not good at following the things that we know are good, healthy, positive for ourselves, Mm -hmm. myself included. You know, I was given an example of, going through some personal challenges with myself and my family and just not not doing well like I'm not doing well Um, and my my good friend got upset with me because he found out later what was going on and I didn't reach out to him because I didn't think about it because I thought I'm okay I've got this I'm handling it and that's something I'm trying to work on is taking care of myself by actually getting support from my friends and, and other people who are my part of my support system, but I just, I usually don't. So that's,
4: that's one thing that I've historically been kind of not so good at, and I'm trying to do more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think about that, Uriah, when you're talking about self-care and getting support. Um, maybe this is just my own perspective on the word, but the term self-care is in my mind kind of feels a bit like, um, self-service gasoline where it's like you do it yourself as opposed to yourself being the one who's receiving something. Mm. Um, But I feel like that former thing of like, figure out how you're going to take care of yourself is almost part of the problem, at least from the messaging that I feel as a man of like, you know, you got to have like your Swiss army knife of like tools that you use on yourself to figure out how you're going to regulate yourself. How you're going to keep yourself cool. How you're not going to blow up, how you're going to, Keep yourself from getting too sad or too anxious uh, by calming yourself down, and some of those things I think are good. And yet, I feel like this whole other component of recognizing that we are social and that we rely on others, and that we need to receive some kind of care from someone, as opposed to just um, DIY DIYing everything and feeling this other kind of pressure.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I will talk to clients about when it comes to the difference between how women and women connect to women and men connect to men. Is that two men can kind of be at war, like I picture two guys in a foxhole, so to so to speak, together? They haven't said a word to each other, and then they become best friends. Mm-hmm. And so I think for men, there's a bit more of a shared experience. Yeah. Um, and the other component to that though, is I, what I'm wondering as you're talking, is is it just that inside of the shared experience, you kind of have this a bunch of things that are are now already been said? And so you can kind of, when you talk, it feels more, I don't know, more vulnerable already because you've been doing stuff together. Mm. Um, But on the other side of that would be to reach out for a guy is just very weird. I mean, we haven't been in culture to do it. Um, You're supposed to handle things. You grow up um, just handling it you Know, don't walk it off, yeah. Walk it off, mm. suck it mm. up, buttercup. You mm. know, break the risk and walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, even the movie Step Brothers is what I was thinking about. Mm. There's a scene in there where they're just fighting back and forth, and then I think Will Ferrell stops and he goes, Did we just become best friends? He goes, yep. <laughs> oh, Yeah, that's right, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, it. that's <laughs> it. But I wondered what you guys thought about that as we we're is that mm. the concept of shared experience because I think it looks different. With women, like, and we kind of had a little bit of a conversation about that last night. As far as the retreats go, what's the difference with women meeting together and men and that kind of thing? Right now we're focused on men, but um, that I started thinking about that shared experience component. Anyway, mm-hmm. put shared it out there. You
4: well, too, I wonder about that as well of even as we think about getting to know each other over the last couple of days of what are the things that we've been sensing or paying attention to that have helped us to feel closer you know what are the experiences or what were the moments that that do that of even even for me i think about even just all cramming into the car together uh was kind of this shared experience as small as it was of kind of popping some kind of bubble that's held socially and kind of all <laughs> laughing space or being bubble okay with, yeah, yeah and laughing or being okay with it no that's true yeah and but listening the, to the space itself on, can on sometimes lines. yeah uh-huh hip-hop yeah uh-huh <laughs>
2: I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I think I think um, men almost need that. <laughs> like yeah. if you just sit us down in, in a circle and be like, okay, just talk about your feelings. I don't think that's now, so good. Now, we're out, <laughs> we're out doing things, you know. We're you and I are going to Home Depot to pick up plungers and we're that literally, we're literally this is kind of funny, actually, right? We're literally walking down the aisles of Home Depot looking for plungers. And I'm telling him about my family's history with anger and then we completely walked past the aisle but like we <laughs> were the other side of the store are literally <laughs> shopping for in a tool store talking about anyway, feelings it just kind of funny. <laughs> yeah.
0: but it's funny because you're right these are the kinds of things that I actually want to get to mm-hmm. I want to hear about them In whatever way they're going to come out, like this conversation with that you and I had, Mm Uriah was awesome. I was like, great, this is what I'm wanting from this time. Mm -hmm. But if we just sat across from each other and you're like, so tell me about your feelings, I'm like, uh, we could do it because we're therapists, but we wouldn't be like, (laughs) it it would be be the same. Yeah, yeah, you'd have a
4: different hat on. You know, you'd you'd be this kind of hyper self-reflective kind of Mm -hmm. artificial
0: thing, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm curious. Okay, so we're talking about kind of you know opening up here, Mm -hmm. like what prompted you because i think you had shared you kind of started saying something mm-hmm. and i was kind of surprised that you you know you went there and i was like cool i'm i'm really grateful that you did Like what prompted you as a guy to be like, you know what? I'm going to share this. This is something that's been going on for me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of open this door so that we can kind of introduce this to our relationship, so to speak. And of course, by the way, when I say that, guys don't usually talk about this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But as therapists, we talk about this. So I can break it down verbally Mm -hmm. and you guys can hear what those elements are like. But these are the kinds of things that ultimately are happening in the car like that on the fly. Yeah, it's a good question. I think...
2: um, I mean, I just met you less than a year ago, but I feel like you're a very, um, I feel very comfortable around you, and you're a safe person, you're a very supportive person. So I actually started talking about my personal goals for the year, but I also knew coming to 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 hang out with you guys this weekend that I I kind of wanted to talk about some personal stuff because going through some challenges. So I thought that was maybe I didn't plan like that that conversation would go that direction, but you asked a bunch of questions like because you're a good listener and a and a good dude, and I was just like. It just mm-hmm. kind of came out and happened naturally.
3: You already prepared yourself to mm-hmm. be open, to be vulnerable here Be prior to coming. I think in. so. If the opportunity yeah. arose. Totally. Totally.
2: I yeah. was kind of interested in that, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. And much, it's
3: because mm-hmm. you knew him for some time, right? Short time. Yeah. For a short time. For a short time. And you kind yeah. of feel filled filled out for his personality, his energy. Totally. Got totally. It. Yeah.
1: Is that a little bit related to your friend that you're talking about earlier, where you where he kind of came to you and was like was kind of irritated? Then you, I'm just wondering if this is part of the way you've looked at personal growth. Mm -hmm. You're going, okay, I'm gonna have, I I need to think in terms of Mm. of trying to receive something and and, you know network a little bit from myself out there. Mm Yeah, put myself out Mm -hmm. there. The hard part for
2: me is like how to initiate that. When it happens organically. (laughs) It's it's e- it's easier versus right. like sending a text like hey I need to talk right, like, right. <laughs> right. right. which I, I can well, totally we're do breaking up what's happening. <laughs> <Yeah. there. laughs> yeah. We need to have a, a relationship talk no that's the harder them? part you know because I don't know I've had friendships in the past where it's like we would really just talk about all kinds of stuff that's not real personal you know and maybe that's default for some guys not all guys um, mm-hmm. and I don't think you're one of those guys necessarily we could talk about all kinds of surface level
4: stuff but like I think. Probably all of us, to some yeah. degree, want to,
2: like, talk about more interesting, meaningful things. Yeah,
4: I, I wonder how much, because yeah, when I think about that, of, like, the funny picture of you guys going and getting a plunger, and that being, like, the, <laughs> like...
0: It like, wasn't <laughs> for us, by the way. Yeah, it was... Like, <laughs> there was an incident. No, I'm just kidding. There was an incident. <laughs> um, up on aisle three. It was aisle seven, but yeah. I remember.
4: We walked past it. And... In, in, but that was the that was the canvas on which you could have conversation was through this medium. It had there had to be a third thing, you know. But I think about that of how the difference between it just being unmediated, where you just go, "Can I talk to you?" Mm-hmm. and there's this clamming up, or and I wonder how much that is socialized mm-hmm. of versus I, I don't know. Or there's this anticipatory anxiety of like, you know, what are we gonna talk about? Versus having a third thing that kind of mediates, you know, even if it's just, I'm thinking about a thing of me talking to my neighbor and just going, hey, you want to grab a beer? It's a common thing, you know, for guys to do, but I wonder how much it is a signal of we need like a third thing Mm -hmm. to help us kind of bridge some kind of gap
1: together.
0: Even something like that, you know, when when you say like, hey, let's go grab a beer that says a couple of things to me one is like you're interested in me like you're taking an initiative and you're interested so if i was already interested in getting to know you or connecting the fact that you've taken some initiation it seems like it's a really small thing but i think as guys it's that it like if i'm going to spend my time doing that it, it means like you're valuable on some level right And then um, it kind of gives me an opportunity to say like, hey, you might be interested in a little bit more Mm -hmm. than just this passing conversation in our front yards, Mm -hmm. for example. But it's like, no, you actually want to go a little bit deeper or you want to get to know me a little bit more. So even just when I'm thinking about connecting, I think about something just as simple as inviting somebody like, hey, let's go grab a drink Mm -hmm. is um, that first step maybe in the path of opening up and getting closer Mm -hmm. being able to share things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i
3: think contrary to popular beliefs is that you know men don't talk about their feelings Mm -hmm. but it really depends on what you're doing Mm -hmm. the context Mm -hmm. and you the receiver of that you know because that is really uh we do have a stance a loyal stance that what we say is not going to be used against us i mean that's In general for human beings but I think more so for for men because we are you know we are providers we Mm -hmm. don't want to look a certain way Uh, we have a certain type of identity out there and our identity can be misconstrued right Mm -hmm. even the idea of I'm thinking about even the idea I'm going to say this out loud just a topic of men Mm -hmm. you know just saying we are just talking about men and there's some people out there going, well, what about these people? No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about just men in general. We're not disc- discrediting anyone else. So these are the, the ideas that we go through. And sometimes a lot of that masculinity is lost. Mm-hmm. And many folks think that being masculine means you are compromising another part of you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or disrespecting another part another society another group
0: all right so this is i'm so glad you brought this up i hear this from people all the time i would love to get your guys input on this what the heck is masculinity Mm -hmm. i'm not talking about toxic masculinity i'm not talking Mm -hmm. about you know any like cultural like it has to be this or it can't be that like as you view it just in your experience as a guy your work with with clients who are men um (coughs) you know, experiences with friends and family members. How would you define that? Like practically for people who are listening that are like, yeah, like I want to, I feel like I am a guy or I don't know how to embrace my masculinity or how to do that well without, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming a jerk or becoming super withdrawn or like an island, you know, because I think we're saying those things are not masculinity, Mm -hmm. right? Being on your own is like this cultural thing. That's like, you're supposed to just hold it all together, Um, But that's not really being a man, right? It seems like a superhero, but ultimately it's what breaks you down. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what is masculinity?
4: I like thinking of masculinity as a certain, like I like how you said that Ernesto, of of it being a certain aspect of who I am. And that it's something that doesn't have to um, overwhelm all, you know, for for example, the, the idea that what it means to be a man is that you're always, for example, tough. Or you're always, for example, uh, you know where to go or what to do. Or, um, But I think for me, I think I think that there's something that needs to be embodied when I think about who I am. You know, when I think about who I am, what does it mean if, if I separate that and, and have just an internal kind of sense about what it means to be a man or some kind of philosophical sense, as opposed to what does it mean for me to live in my body and, you know, for example... Um, the fact that, you know, I am athletic or the fact that, not, not that those things are always what it means to be a man, but, but starting with my sense of what is my embodied experience in the world. And I feel like there is some ways that we are, that when we think of masculinity, maybe there's some kind of, uh, historic way of being that we're trying to connect ourselves into some kind of tradition of you know what have men done throughout time in some way? What does it mean for me to be connected to that kind of sense of who I am, and how do I how do I tie that into my life today? The, we were talking about tactical knives, of the idea of like holding something in your pocket that makes you feel quote unquote masculine, hmm. and maybe. What if that's the only purpose for it? You know, like like uh, apart from that, we're just opening Amazon boxes or something, <laughs> right, right? But that that it means something to hold on to this to be able to connect myself to some kind of tradition of what it means to be embodied in the world with some kind of strength or um, sense of responsibility mm-hmm. in the world. Um, and so I feel like it's hard because it, it means obviously different to so many different cultures and people. Um, For me, I think when I think about being masculine, I literally think of other men in my life who, just being men, have been with me in a certain way that shape the kinds of activities I ascribe to that, the kinds of ways of feeling or being in the world I ascribe to that, which I think of, I think, for good or for bad, I I think of that as some kind of sense of my my responsibility for people who are dependent on me, um, my kind of sense of my... Uh, Ability to be strong in the world by Mm -hmm. uh, pushing my body in certain ways. And I think for a woman that might mean something different in her femininity. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And
3: I think that's important too. But anyway, that's a little bit of, I think natively how I think of it. I think also, and I'm going to venture out to say this, that what masculinity is not, we are not emotionless. Mm -hmm. We are not jerks. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think... When anyone hears that word in this day and age, some of those come up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even for me to to say, hey, I have a, a, a men's retreat here in Vegas with my men, with my boys, you know, why do I have to question myself? Because... We've known that our conversation here has been very vulnerable. We went into the emotional realm. So there's a sense of we have to feel safe in the area. So just to answer your question, Aaron, about masculinity, I think there's a lot to do with, you know, when if you want to go into the masculine feminine energy, masculinity has a lot to do with do, 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 direction. Here's what we're going to be doing. And it's just all of that stuff, right? But I think in the, this day and age... I always think of my dad, who I think was the pinnacle of mm. what a man, uh, what my perception of a man and masculinity was. You know I mean? He was, don't talk to your mother like that. You know, um, make sure you respect women, make sure that you care for other people. You know, um, you're loyal to other people. Mm. I remember growing up, he would, uh, you know, tell him, tell me to invite my friends over. At a time when I was ashamed of being Filipino, you know, he didn't know that, but I saw him very respectful. But when he he had to work for his family, it was instinct. It was, I'm going to do this at all costs. And so, you know, Connor, we had that conversation that when you say retreat with men and you try to inspire men to do retreats. It's, you. It's like we don't do that.
4: Mm-hmm. Crickets.
3: Crickets, really? right? It's like I've been doing this for. That sounds weird. Right. <laughs> yeah. And for women, they're applauded. They're like, "Hey, go!" But if men do it, there, you know, there's a sense of, "Wow, must be nice for you," kind of thing, like. Mm-hmm. You know, or a men's retreat in Vegas. What yeah. is that about? Yeah, right. what is yes. that? Seriously. What you It's just an excuse
4: to go to Vegas.
3: Well, well based well, what on what we is? posted, right? yeah. 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 Based on what we posted on social media, people are like, wow, that's a men's retreat? Well, <laughs> well we developed some relationship. We went hiking. Yeah. We did you know, food. Shared and food together. Shared food together. Mm-hmm. And I love that. You said that, too,
0: at the dinner last night, you were like, I'm emotionally exhausted. This is like an emotional experience to share mm-hmm. this food. It was both exciting, invigorating, but also like, whoa, this was, you know, this was deep and it had nothing to do with like getting wasted or going to a strip club or doing all like playing video games. We have had zero media interaction, you know, other than, you know, well, I guess we played some music and like sang and danced to it a little bit,
1: but I think, you know, I think that a lot of that is kind of around this idea of strength, right? So it's like, it's like we hold something, we're holding a line we're holding the identity of our family we're we're holding like friends and stuff accountable but it's that idea of what's the point like men have i think a trouble like okay why are we getting together what's going on like men need to know what is the point why am i going to this thing and 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 it does suck a lot that that um to get to get men to a retreat a lot of times what you'd have to do i think is is tell them we're going to vegas <laughs> like we're going fishing. We're going yeah, yeah we're going yeah, fishing. Right, yeah. 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 right. We're going we're doing there this. will be great food.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. We will go
2: hunting. You're to entice men to retreat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that's
3: so true because you know, with men there needs to be some sort of an activity. There needs to be I mean it, I've been wanting to do a men's retreat for so long, right? To host a men's retreat. But it's like pulling teeth. It's pulling teeth. And it's it's I somewhat understand it because of family situations, but women have work as they, they have their own businesses as well mm-hmm. too. They have families as well too. But they don't hesitate. Well There's I don't to generalize. Yeah, generalize yeah, right. But <clears throat> you know what I mean? That it's more common for women to say yes to retreats and actually go. But for men, it's like mm-hmm. it, it's not as common. Do you think that men expect to be alone because i think one of the
1: things that you said was that i think women are more a- attuned to the fact that they're okay being in a relationship and they're going to gain something from it mm. so cool let's go get with a bunch of other people and see what i get mm-hmm. whereas i think men expect maybe i don't know but to be alone up front and they're going to do stuff on their own and they don't really know entirely what the point would be. Mm.
0: Yeah. But I mean, in general, women do tend to be more relational in nature. You know, like there's that whole study <clears throat> when kids are young, they're given toys. What do they want to play with? Even if it's like blocks or whatever, there's something very innocuous. Women will turn it into two people that are like relating mm. versus men will use them as like objects or items or, or I should mm. say boys. Boys will choose the, the, the objects that are like things So I think in general, like personality-wise, men tend to be less relational in general, but that doesn't mean that we don't have those relational desires or needs.
1: I think of men coming into, like coming in as clients, there's a healthy portion of men that come in to see me that are there because their relationship is in danger and they were basically told to go. Mm -hmm. So they'll show up and they did their job because they are sitting on the couch but good enough the boss has been checked. yeah Yeah, yeah. like i i'm here and it's like what are we going to do here and then to get anywhere you know it feels to them like we're not doing anything because what i'm realizing is we have to have some kind of a relationship here you're not going to tell me anything like i'm not going to learn anything about you um because the stuff that we need to know um men are just not naturally they just won't go there and they might not even what i kind of wonder if they even know like because i you know we in, in some ways we're like weird men as therapists anomalies because um, we've been told all these things and it in going through the experience of grad school through the desire to help people you we learned mm-hmm. oh this there is value in all these things we should probably do this but you know whereas the other dudes that haven't done that they wouldn't know like um aside from there's there's a there's an anomaly group of guys out there that are interested in that kind of thing but I don't, I was kind of bringing that up because I wasn't sure if in your practices if you would say that's similar. I've seen that, yeah. The guy who shows up either to couples therapy or individual
4: and feels kind of like, I did it, I did it, I made her happy, I, I'm, I'm okay now, as opposed to some kind of sense of there's something that needs to happen, quote unquote, between us here. And I think you're right, I think there is a tendency, whether it's biological or social, to go, um, these are the things that, that we value you know um that the relationship itself will yield something for me as opposed to the tool that i get will help me do something better you know what i mean it's still Um,
0: in that doing versus mm -hmm. like the being in relationship Mm -hmm. thanks for listening to our show Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt, and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life.